Welcome back to From Panel to Podcast. I'm Andrew Reiner, the host of the show, joined by co-host, or I guess you could also say the other host, Phil Hoff. Hello, sir. Ooh, I've been promoted to other host. How's it going? Yeah, I don't get that. Why there can just be one host and the other has to be co-host. I think we're both hosts. I'm good. I'm doing good. That's what I like to hear. I think the uh, the concept of two hosts might throw an entire wrench in the entire From Panel portion of it where they might think we're a panel and we're not a panel we're just a duo yeah there you go we're like the dynamic duo even that's messed up i don't even think we're that dynamic but it's always like the sidekick you know the main and sidekick why can't they both be mains that's a really really good point (laughs) i guess every story has to have a hero and you can't have two heroes but you can both heroes yeah i don't know i mean robin he's the underdog he's really he's he's fighting side by side with batman well, it was. Maybe that's part of the reason. Well, that is part well, of the reason why. they keep dying. I mean, they keep dying. So <laughs> I guess you could call them <laughs> sidekick. They get kicked off. Uh, I guess they're on the side. Sure. Well, okay. If, I, I take back everything I said. If sidekicks keep dying, I'm leaving the show. I'm not quite ready yet. <laughs> You're the red shirt. You're <laughs> <Yes>. the Robin. <laughs> oh, boy. What are we doing here? We're, we're, we're going to talk about comic books, comic book video games, comic book movies, maybe. Uh, comic book TV shows. There's the uh, Moon Knight that's starting very soon. I can't believe there's a Moon Knight show starting. So awesome! I don't know what universe this is, but for that to exist is is just young me would have been like that would never happen. I would have sold my soul to make that happen, and and here it is. I had a friend of mine the other night as we were out, uh, as we were hanging out. He, we were talking, and we were. Ta- I was talking comic stuff, and he goes do you see they're doing a Moon Knight TV show? And I was like, hell yeah, man, I'm stoked about it. He's like, is Marvel all out of other heroes? And I'm like, don't talk like that about Moon Knight. Yeah. And he was yeah, like, he's... so Moon Knight's a real hero? And I'm like, yeah, get with it. Yeah, Moon Knight is the series where, you know, back in the day when Phil and I started collecting, the, our comic store would bring in like two copies of each new issue. And one would sell. <laughs> the other one might go in the 50 cent bin. And here he is. Oscar Isaac is, you know, one one of my favorite actors is going to be Moon Knight. It's it's ridiculous. Anyway, let's let's get on to the topic here. One thing no, I want no, to bring up. Stay off track. Let's stay off topic for a second. <laughs> okay. Let's talk well, about something else that we love. Baseball season's coming up. Yes. It's it's about to start. Uh April seventh. The seventh. A week later than normal, which is good though, because you know that first week of baseball is always there's always a snow delay or rain delay and they try to stagger it where it's like they play one day and then they have a day off. Maybe now we just get that first week out of the way. It'll just be smooth sailing. Yeah. Here's hoping. Um, so along those lines, what do you feel about the NL having the DH this year? I think it's awesome. I, I always liked that the NL was different than the American league just because of that. Like the yeah. pitchers would bat. But what they did with pitchers batting, it, it's just like, ugh, this is this is a buzzkill, especially later in games. It's like, oh, boy, here comes a pinch hitter. Or they're letting the pitcher bat, and you're like, ugh, <laughs> we're going to another inning. I, I, I'm glad they're bringing in the DH just to, to get add a little bit more firepower to the lineup. I kind of feel the same way, but at the same time, I feel like some of the strategy for baseball in the National League has been thrown out the window now. Yeah, oh, you're totally right. You're 100% right. Like I was saying, you had the pinch hitters come in. Yep. Now you're not going to want a pinch hitter. You're going to you're gonna have the, the guy that hits 40 home runs or 30 home runs sitting there. But you're also going to extend some careers, I would imagine, too, because before there was only room for 16 designated hitters right? in the entire yeah. league, and you could have your 43, 44-year-old that could still come out and hit 30 bombs, and now there's 
30 plus teams for for a person to go to. So it might extend some careers, which could be fun to watch. Yeah, or block some other people that never get a shot. Could be that too, yeah. Ugh. That's anyway, all I Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One thing I wanted to bring up before we get to this week's books and and some of the video game news. Variant issues. This is something Ugh. you and I have started dabbling in. I've always bought them every once in a while if I like the cover more than the main cover. Yeah. But what I found, you know, if you look at the price guides, I know it's not about how much your comics are worth, but it is fun to see your your comics go up in value, right? Mm-hmm. The main issue is always worth more than the variant, even though the variant is more of a limited edition. And you pay more for that variant usually on day one at the counter. So take something as killing the children, for example. Yeah. Issue one, the main you know, the main version of it is, I don't know, thousand dollars now, whatever it's at. You can get the variant for like $250, even mm-hmm. though there's less of that copy in the wild, which is they both launch at the same time. But for whatever reason, that main one is the one people want. That's like the copy, the the one to get. Uh, what do you what do you make of this? I, I think it's it's kind of confusing. You think the one that has less copies would be worth more. I agree to that 100%. Um, I almost wonder if the pendulum won't swing at some point, too, as they become not less and less scarce, because they're obviously less scarce as is. But I think like I'm even going to the point now where I'm, I'm getting really, really dumb because I fall in love with Department of Truth, as everybody knows. And I'm now starting a variant chase. And they are definitely more difficult to get. And the price for getting them is sometimes lower, sometimes higher, depending on what it is. Because Department of Truth has really tapped into a lot of pulp pop culture on their variants where they have like a, a nightmare on Elm street variant or a james bond casino royale variant of their covers and i think they're absolutely amazing there's even a couple with kurt cobain on the cover you can get the <laughs> regular one you can get the regular one for ten dollars still but the kurt cobain variant's going for 60 because it's tough to find yeah that's the kind of chase that i'm i'm kind of looking forward to but i know i'm never gonna get a deal on any of these things but i have started going variant chasing on department of truth and i'll probably do the same thing with something's killing the children and every week when I go in the comic shop now, I'm going to the back of it to see what the variant looks like. And I'm a lot of times grabbing the variant instead of the main. When you say the back of it, just so you know, our comic shop has the main covers in front of the stack. So if you're picking up your new books, then if you leaf back to the back, you know, 10 issues or whatever, that's where they they have the variants. Right. Where you can look at those. And yeah, I, I'll still buy the variants for the ones that I think look cool Mm -hmm. (laughs) or it's an artist that i really like yeah i'll want to get those but now phil i'm like okay i'm gonna get this variant but i'm also gonna get the main yeah so i've i've started like becoming more of a collector and it's it's not a good thing i don't think it's a good thing i should be buying a different comic (laughs) with that money that i can read and earn you know (laughs) learn something else about (laughs) about the comic industry or find the next great book but I'm starting to get into the collecting aspect of it more than I ever have. And yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Like I'm looking at at variants like, oh, that's a cool one. So now I have something is killing the children. One, the main. And I have a variant. <laughs> I have a department. Of, I have a department of truth. Number one variant coming my way. It should be here tomorrow. <laughs> What'd you pay? Um, I think I got it for 18 that's and not I bad. think I paid 30 for the first issue when I went out chasing it. Yeah, but there's also 24 different variants for the first one. So now I've got two down and I've got 22 to go. 
All right. All right. And if you're out there, if you're like us, if you're conflicted on variants, all that stuff, if you want to have a conversation with us, please leave us feedback on Twitter. I'm at Andrew underscore Reiner. And you are at BNow23. Yeah. And we've actually had quite a few fans reach out to us. And some of them are variant collectors, which is really cool. They chase as well. Yeah. So let's let's continue that conversation over there. And uh, all right, Phil, let's move on to this week's books. The most shocking one I read, there's there's a few actually this week that were surprising for reasons I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Carnage. <laughs> I I guess he's always been a bad dude, Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. And Carnage in general, the symbiote is is not good. <laughs> this is one of the darkest comics outside of Garth Ennis's Marvel Max books that I've read. You know, the one where Nick Fury had the orgy. I, I didn't expect that. But then I was like, <laughs> I oh, about that. this is Garth Ennis. He, he, he does that kind of stuff. This is like straight up the movie seven disturbing, dark, following a serial killer, showing a lot of the grotesque elements of said serial killer's work. Mm hmm. And then also having the symbiote carnage just kind of running amok on its own. It doesn't need a host and it's kind of thriving that way. What do you think of this one? I, man, to say that it was dark for by Marvel standards is definitely it's a statement and it's very true. Um, What the serial killer guy is trying to do and like trying to bond with with the symbiote spoiler alert. I thought was absolutely fascinating how he's like trying to draw him out. And you see the pattern that's developing through the eyes of the detective as to what the serial killer is doing as they're chasing him down. I enjoyed this book a lot more than I thought I would, including the backstory with the little kid. Yeah. Um, I thought that was also pretty dark and he got what he wanted until he got it. And then he didn't want it anymore. But man, that was even pretty gory. Yeah. And it's funny because Venom is the Venom series is off on its own thing, doing its own thing. Venom's almost a good guy or a fugitive now. There's a space variant of Venom. (laughs) Venom's completely different, whereas Carnage is really kind of holding true to this Cletus vibe, Mm -hmm. even though the symbiote is now being wooed by a different character. Who knows if they'll bond? I love the symbiote's like, I miss Cletus's our banter together. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, geez. Will he go back and and try to find Cletus? Does Cletus exist at this point? Well, we'll have to wait and see. It's a comic book after all. Anything can happen. (laughs) But uh, seriously, everybody comes back. But I'm absolutely fascinated where this series is going. But I don't know how they can tie it in with the existing Marvel Universe now because it's it just has such a different vibe to it. But I think that's that's where it shines. And and it's kind of a unique thing. Mm -hmm. And um I highly recommend people check it out. Just know it is not for the faint of heart. It is gory and very disturbing. Right up my alley. Speaking of up my alley. Yeah. There was a book that came out this week as well called Slumber, which we didn't know about, wasn't on our radar, anything like that. Written by Tyler Burton Smith and illustrated by Vanessa Cardinale. Hopefully I didn't butcher that too bad with the exception of the slowness on it. Um, I was told by our comic shop guy that Phil, you need to get this book. This is right in your wheelhouse. This is the kind of stuff that you love. And I did. <laughs> I I went through each page with a smile on my face as I watched this unfold. And again, goes into serial killers. Well, what we think is going to be a serial killer. I'm not going to get too spoilery on this because it is issue number one and nobody really knows what's happening. But it turns out there's something killing or someone killing people all over Queens, New York and leaving 
signs on the walls and a calling card behind and, and messages scrawled on the wall as well. You get to catch up with the two detectives that are trying to track down this thing. And you also get to find out whose calling card that this is and what they're doing. And that person, again, not to get too spoilery, has the job and is employed of going into people's dreams in their heads to kill their nightmares. Yeah, pretty cool setup. And so far, it's played out really, really well. And I need to see where this thing's going because the person that's inside of the heads is hunting somebody that it sounds like previously eluded them from what we've what we've read so far. But it's also like it turns out that when you're inside somebody's head and killing their nightmares, it might give them other issues mentally as well, which is was slowly kind of revealed throughout this too. Fascinating stuff. Reminds me a little bit of Nightmare on Elm Street, but backwards. Yeah. Also, Psychonauts, the video game. And Psychonauts, going well, into yeah, the brain, definitely. And kind of seeing their life in a different art style, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fascinating and an interesting start. It didn't hook me as much as it hooked you. I'll be back for issue two, but it's really got to wow me at that point to keep me. Right. I can see that. One book, Phil, X-Lives of Wolverine. <laughs> that series I've been complaining about and just like confused by. But you complain about it and love it at the same time. I do. I, I love it because it's so bad. But this <laughs> one was actually really good. Really? And very focused and just about fighting. And it too was quite gory and intense and surprising for marvel but maybe marvel's just gone like screw it <laughs> let's we're going adults just full on everybody else is doing it maybe it's time we start to dip our toes in that water too yeah we did two decades of these movies everybody's watching them are, is an adult now so let's let's just go all in on this yeah it's good and there's only one issue left now uh x de- x deaths of wolverine I'm glad I read. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of confusing moments reading those first eight issues to get to this ninth one where it, it kind of all starts to click. I would say the series altogether is a monumental failure for Wolverine. <laughs> okay. It's just such a weird moment in time for him, but we'll see if the payoff makes it worthwhile. But I don't know if they can get there but I do like this one issue. <laughs> if this one issue had me smiling and it was breezy and I was like, okay, that's that's kind of the Wolverine type of action and storytelling I like. This is what you'd been looking for for the previous seven issues? Yeah, just some clarity. <laughs> after, <laughs> after five, I was like, please, uh, just help me here. I, you know, we're in like the womb of someone or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't, and there's Moby Dick here. I don't know what's going on. Do you uh do you think this is going to tie into anything in the in the main Marvel universe and have any kind of greater impact on anything or do you think this is just kind of a one-off side story? It sure as hell better, man. <laughs> given, <laughs> given how much they build this and built it up and how bonkers it's gone and just out of its way to just be different, it better. If if it's just like he wakes up like Mario in his bed after Mario 2, like, oh, good, good grief. That was a dream where I was fighting that toad. That didn't happen. No, like, they can't do that. So they better. I'll write a letter to, to Marvel if 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 it doesn't go anywhere. Well, now I kind of want it to not go anywhere. So that way we can hear you be pissed off and rant about it on this show. I'll write said letter and I'll read it on the show. <laughs> Uh, any other books catch your eye this week? Um, one that caught my eye that I unfortunately didn't get a chance to to pick up just due to the fact of there was another shipping mishap. 
um, is World's Finest. And I think that you read that. And I'm very curious as to of your take on it. I hope it's not as hokey as in my brain it's going to be. And it was a little bit more, not mature, but not as campy and hokey. What was your take it, on it? It's really fun. I bought three copies. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the main. It, it, I'm glad we led with variants because, oh boy. I bought the main one. And then I bought the two Chip Zdarsky covers of Robin or Batman slapping Superman and Superman slapping Batman. <laughs> and those two variants I got for 40 bucks together. That's not bad. They're, I'm looking at them right now and they're awesome. Like that's money well spent in my opinion. Yep. But that's... this book is by Mark Wade. We all know and love him. Art mm-hmm. by Dan Mora. And it is like the best way to describe it without spoiling it is the worst possible day for Superman. Okay. Everything like Superman is just malfunctioning on every level. <laughs> like red kryptonite. I, I, again, I don't want to go into it but, because he really, really, it's a fun read just because of how messed up Superman gets. And it kind of goes through time and just shows just, boy, he has some bad luck. He's the strongest <laughs> hero in the world. But when things, when things go wrong for him, they really go wrong. Well, a bad day for you and I is definitely not a bad day for Superman. Like Superman, a bad day for Superman is doomsday coming in and about to wreck the entire planet. And a bad day for you or I is like, damn it, flat tire. Yeah, that or I stub my toe. And it's right. Like, oh, <laughs> God. And you, every time you step on it when you're in a target or something, you're like, oh, gosh, my toe. Yeah. Which is almost as bad as when gods invade the planet Earth. Uh, what else can I tell you? Uh, it has poison ivy. Okay. Right out of the gates. So the second you open it, it's like, oh, I did not expect poison ivy to be in this. Is this wholly healed poison ivy or is this still the poison ivy that's kind of feeling the ramifications of what transpired in in Detective and Batman? Oh, yeah. She's fully healed and she's at the Daily Planet. All right. And um, yeah, up to, you know, planting some stuff. Yep. (laughs) We'll just leave it at that. Not bad. But well worth a read. It's Mark Wade really has some fun with this this story, and you get a lot of Batman and Superman, both of their universes too. And again, just he just has no sympathy for Superman in this issue, and that's what makes it really a fun read. So yeah, make sure you get that one, Phil. It should be in my pull box as soon as they got their shipping issue straightened out. So it'll be there as well as Batman the Night, which I was really really looking forward to. Speaking of Chip Zdarsky. And uh, the new issue of Robins will be in there as well. Those are the three books I missed out on last week. And all three oh, of wow. them I was looking forward to. Yeah, that's a bummer. Those, Yeah, yeah all those are pretty good. Uh, the Detective Comics is great. Yep. I really like where that's at. Amazing Spider-Man. I enjoyed that quite a bit as well, even mm-hmm. though that was that Bay issue. It's all coming to a head very nicely. I think, what have we got? Three or four issues left? I believe it's three or four, yeah. A key issue, I think you might want to pick up, maybe you did, but for our readers out there, listeners out there, Eternals the Heretic. I enjoyed that. As much as Eternals sometimes confuse me, I like the story that was told here. Yeah, you got Thanos facing off against another Titan who is perhaps more powerful than he is, which is, we'll have to wait and see. I'm I'm guessing Thanos gets the upper hand because he's just cool. but Because he's Thanos. Everybody knows who he is. And this character, you look at him and you're like, eh, <laughs> you're, 
you're supposedly stronger, but your your character design's kind of weak. So <laughs> yeah. you're, you're you're probably not going to last long. And uh, I read the Reckoning War, Fantastic Four, the mm-hmm. Trial of the Watcher. Did nothing for me. I don't know why I read these side comics sometimes because they a lot of times they're just fluff and it's just like. Okay, one page is going to matter here. It's going to be the last one, and that's going to set up the next issue of Fantastic Four. You should just sit down in the recliner at Mind's Eye and uh, just hit the last page of everything that you're thinking about picking up and seeing <laughs> if it's there for you or not. I guarantee you, Eric won't say a word about it. He's just going to be like, what are you doing, man? You're just going to be like, I'm saving myself $4 just to look at the last page. Yeah, like I just need to look at these 12 books because I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know what's going on. I know the science of this here. I know what they're doing. Uh, the other one I would recommend to people out there is Avengers number 54, which is the end of death hunt. What was death hunt? Tell me about that. It's, uh, well, the one thing I'll say, Phil Thor's in this. Okay. Thor's in this with a new hammer, newly reforged hammer. Yeah. Alternate reality. You get to see Thor on Thor action. So (laughs) this fire Thor hammer against the lightning Thor hammer. And yeah, it's cool, but it's about uh Deathlock. Okay. So Deathlock's back and yeah, it's, it's good. I, I think you could read this one on its own. You're definitely coming in at the end of the arc, but it's just about that Thor moment, I would say. So uh, that's what I would recommend people check out. So maybe this is a variant, Phil, to tie in with the kind of theme <laughs> of our of our uh, episode here. We well, should release your... a second episode, which is the variant episode, where we've got a Ooh. different intro for it, and I, we're not going to charge anybody for it because we're not those people. But we could have variant episodes. I like it. A rare episode. We'll we'll just release it on one channel. Ooh, yeah. Now we're talking. No, I want to know your favorite comic that you own. Your entire collection, thousands of comic books. What's the one that you're just giddy that you have? Um, I thought about this one for quite a bit, and there's a lot that I enjoy for different various reasons, um, a lot of which fall into my Daredevil run just because I do have so much of that, including the entire Frank Miller original run, which is the first appearance at, well, Bulls, I was before Frank Miller, but the death of Electra and just like the, the, the turn that that all took, as we all know that he's one of my favorite comic book characters. Uh, Preacher kind of, again, fell into the mix of like, man, I really love that series. I love the fact that I've got number one and all of the side stories on that. But the one that kept bouncing back into my mind is probably my favorite comic. The one that I'm most proud that I own is Batman number 232. Which one's that? That is the first appearance of Rachel Ghoul. Okay. And I, if I remember correctly, it was probably... All right. It was you and I out comic shopping one day, and I wasn't even necessarily hunting for it. It was on the wall somewhere, and I got it for really, really inexpensive, and it's not in the greatest of shape ever. But it was it was shortly after the Contagen and Legacy storyline where like Raish was very fresh in my brain, and I needed everything having to do with him. He'll be a character that I do talk about from time to time on this show as well, obviously. But the fact that I grabbed that, and especially back when I was just a young little, like probably 21, 20, 21, 22-year-old kid with barely any money, and I dropped... Knowing me, I probably didn't eat for three days after that, or I went to the casino to try to win back my money that I spent on uh, on buying the comic. But that's one that I that I hold in my hand with pride, and every time I look at it, it makes me smile, just because I know that that's like that's a key major villain that's had a long, long play in the Batman universe, and and I love the fact that I own that issue. That's awesome. Yeah, I wish I had that one. I don't. 
I have Detective from 400 up. Like every issue of Detected from 400 up, which is significant, right? That's huge. They're over a thousand at this point. Yeah, they're 1050. Yeah, so I got a 600 issue run there. I think, you know, there might be a gap, like one issue that I lost or something. Somewhere in some move at some point, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm confident I've I've bought them every month. You know, I've read them at least. Mm -hmm. But the, the comics, the one that I love that I have is... 1977 Star Wars number one. Nice. Not only because Star Wars is one of my favorite things ever, but because the artists for this whole beginning of the series have really no concept of trying to be or <laughs> any like semblance of trying to match up with the movies of the look of the movies. Yeah. Luke has like a red lightsaber on this cover. <laughs> Vader's green. There's a ship that I don't even think is in the movie on there. There's, you, you go through these different issues and it's just like, wow, Chewbacca, you look really strange. And they're just so fun to look at. Like yep. they just feel like they're from a different age. Yet it's like, what's in my DNA, both comic books and Star Wars. And here is, you know, this very strange interpretation of, of it in this comic form. And I love it. I think they're just fantastic. Yeah, that early run of Star Wars was definitely bizarre and different before like all the light, not even the licensing, but the likenesses all came together between the Marvel comics and the actual movies themselves and the and the franchise themselves. And you had no idea what you were getting into in a lot of those older ones either. They were covering stuff that you had you didn't know existed just because all you had seen was a two and a half hour movie. Oh, yeah. And they just go <laughs> they just. Yeah, George, obviously, like, I don't know how involved he, he was in these. I'd love to know that. I should look that up one of these days. Maybe a future episode I can go into that. But yeah, they just take you to places you wouldn't expect. And they're a lot of fun. I wouldn't recommend reading them now. <laughs> no. But I think I think just looking at the covers, if you look through the cover galleries, gives you enough semblance of just how wild they were. So yeah, that is the the comic I cherish the most. And it's that collection. I think I have... 25 of the 80 or 90 issues whatever that run was but i have a a fair number of them from from my childhood and yeah i'm glad i still have number one that's awesome all right let's move on to your favorite thing in the world do i have to be here for this (laughs) yes you do Fortnite. this isn't where i get killed off one of the greatest games out there right now it is updated in ways that it's it's staggering what they do with dlc and just these seasonal updates you never know what's going to happen they might shut down the game the entire island might fall into a black hole and nobody could play it for two days they might introduce you know bounty hunters and all of a sudden you have the mandalorian in the game and yeah it's it's just wild so Nobody knew what was going to happen going into the new season, which is chapter three, season two. No idea. We just knew there was this this war going on for the zero point, which bled into the comic book series, right? They did a comic run on that, which, by the way, Donnie Cates wrote the first one, which was only released digitally. Oh. Which, which focused on Thor. Do you think this is going to get me to read this? Yes. Damn it, it might. <laughs> So he he wrote that one. I read it the other night. I didn't know it existed. There was, I always thought that the Fortnite comics started with the DC ones because those were printed. 
but no, there was this digital edition and it was, it was okay, you know, for, for a licensed book. There's a little bit of Donny Cates' humor in there and his action. All right. But the new season is once again, heavily weighted with Marvel. So you have Doctor Strange, it's going to be in there, which makes sense because the movie's coming out this summer. Yeah. And this season runs till June 3rd. Wait, the original Doctor Strange, like Stephen Strange? Yes. Okay. Yep. Looks great, by the way. Like the 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 uh, art design is is lights out on it. And then you have some returning characters. You have Black Widow, who's already been in this. She's coming back. Iron Man, who's been gone since the Galactus War in Fortnite. <laughs> but he's coming back, which is exciting for people because you couldn't get him as in the shop. Okay. And then here's here's where it gets uh, a little strange. They they have Prowler in the trailer. So this huh. is a you know Miles Morales's uncle. Miles Morales isn't in the game yet. So that's everybody's like he's got to be coming. You can't just have Prowler. So Miles has to be on the way. I'm I'm guessing in the next month or so he'll be offered in the shop. But this is the original Prowler, right? That it originally debuted way back in like Amazing Spider-Man 2 something or other. Yeah, but that's not the Prowler that people know now. Like if you have Prowler, it's got to be synced with Miles Morales. Yeah, okay. Absolutely has to be. Otherwise, it's like, what? what's the point? And then they have that comic, which we talked about a couple episodes ago, the the Zero War comic, which is going to have Shuri. You know, so you got to assume Black Panther will be coming back and then Wolverine. Yep. So hopefully Wolverine's coming back. So lots of, of Marvel love in this, this new um, Battle Pass and new season, which is really cool to see. I'm super excited about uh, what they're doing here. I am going to say something nice about um, Fortnite for one second, and it's really going to hurt me, but I did see in this new update, they're getting rid of building. Yes, building's gone. It's a story conceit. Like there's a thing that, that happens with the story and it's stripped away from the good guys. So they, you know, the good guys are better at it than the bad guys. And now the good guys don't have that as a tool at their disposal. That might get me to play it. And they added a sprint button and climbing you're just making all this up now to get me to download it again no and yeah it's it's a lot of fun man it's it feels different just without building and then having a sprint just makes it feel different yeah i love that they keep changing it up i'm on board with the no building and the sprint button being there is huge as well like those were my complaints from the handful of times that i actually played the game is i just didn't grasp the building and didn't like the fact that i couldn't sprint but now that both of those things are in play i Damn it, I might download this. <laughs> it's it's cool. And you know what else is cool? This this is wild, by the way. Paul Dano, who played Riddler in the new Batman movie. Yeah. Fantastic job bringing this serial killer to life, this very dark version of the Riddler to life. He is writing a Riddler year one comic series that's coming out in October. Oh, so he's like going into his character's backstory. This is going to be on the black label. I think it's a five or seven issue arc. So this is going to be a big, big story. But when's the last time you had an actor? Has this ever happened? Keanu. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess Keanu's just writing about himself being the ultimate badass. <laughs> and well, this is everything. Paul Dano writing about him being the Riddler. Yeah, but that would be like Keanu writing a Matrix story. Keanu just wrote himself as the coolest guy ever in every form of reality and time. And I mean, seriously, <laughs> all throughout time. Yeah. 
that's what that's what berserker is right but this is just him like taking the reins of his character and being like here's here's how it starts i think that's so cool i do too and it really makes you wonder like how far in the mindset of the riddler that he played that he got that he wants to continue telling the story yeah yeah so i'm gonna pick that up i I think that's oh i'll jump all over that 100 selling point that's something i i think every actor moving forward should be required to do this <laughs> maybe before maybe afterwards let's see you know let's see how it plays out but yeah i think that that could be really really cool yeah bake it into the contracts <laughs> all right phil let's go on to next week's books or i guess this week's books for people listening this week here uh, Alright, Saga Issue 57 Are those coming out once a month or are they coming out faster than that? I think they're once a month What's also, the over under on uh, male stuff? Uh, <laughs> I've got a feeling the male stuff will be over Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, front and center <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially where that last issue yeah, left off I think uh, I'm having a hard time finding, I believe it was 55, which was the the first one of the relaunch of it as well, because I was going to jump on at 55 and start reading, but I can't quite seem to find it. I might have to take to the interwebs and grab myself a copy. Oh, you should look that up now. See what that's going for. I'm curious, because, yeah, Saga's always been awesome. Uh, We got Detective Comics, number 1058. Action Comics, 1041. Robin, number 12. Star Wars Darth Vader, number 21, with Padme on the cover. Ooh. Department of Truth, a little-known book called number, or number 17. How many different variants are coming out? 462. Oh, I've got them all reserved. <laughs> X-Deaths of Wolverine, number <laughs> 5. Monstrous, number 38. The Human Target, number 6. Harley Quinn, number 13. Iron Man, number 18. Teen Titans Academy, 13. Gunslinger Spawn, number six. That seems to come out every other week as well. Yeah, it's oh, it's got Violator on it, eating Spawn. Giant Violator. <laughs> He's eating him and like that's a Cheeto. How, that's how you sell Andy on a comic book right there. <laughs> Devil's Reign, X-Men, number three. Task Force Z, number six. Which one? Devil's mm. Reign, X-Men? Yeah, it has. It's all about Emma Frost. Ben Riley, Spider-Man number three. Star Wars, Dr. Aphra, number 19. Here's a number one. Ding, ding, ding. Venom, lethal project. Re- Venom, lethal protector, number one. <laughs> Deathstroke, Inc., number seven. Yes. Avengers Forever, number four. Devil's Reign, Villains for Hire, number three. With U.S. Agent getting punched in the face in the cover. Ooh. Shang-Chi, number 10. Wolverine Patch, number one, which looks super dumb, and I'm all in. (laughs) Captain America Iron Man, number five. That's been fun. Speaking of fun, Savage Spider-Man, number two. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, Demon Days, Blood Feud, number one. That is a Marvel book. Hmm. Rogues from DC, number one. Have you read about that? Uh Uh-uh. It sounds really cool. It's a kind of a future story about um, Captain Cool or Captain Cold out of the Flash universe, like 10 years after everything. And it's kind of like dealing with the Flash's rogues gallery and what they're up to, like 
them bouncing in and out of rehab, prison, stuff like that, like trying to get their their act straight. From what I oh. gathered, I'm kind of intrigued by it. I think it's a black label as well. Yeah. Yeah, it looks cool. Electra, Black, White, and Blood, number three. Wonder Girl, number one. Maestro, World War Z M, number two. All over that. Ms. Marvel, Beyond the Limit, number four. I'm all over that. We have Demons, number one from Dark Horse. Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target, number six. Philadelphia, number 20. That's such a cool name. It really is. Black Hammer Reborn, number 10. Icon and Rocket, season one, number six. Power Rangers Universe, number four. Ghost Cage, number one from Image. Hmm. Looks like uh, Pokemon crap. (laughs) Oh, boy. I was intrigued until you told me that, and I got nothing (laughs) against Pokemon. Uh, Godzilla versus the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number one? What? Wait, what, huh? I trying to add that to my poll list right now because that sounds so stupid it could be amazing yeah you get that transformers number 41 Valorero number three gi joe a real american hero number 290 transformers beast wars number 14 red sonia number seven maniac of new york the bronx is burning number four that's what i'm mad at myself for not jumping on right away yeah, those covers look cool. Mm-hmm. Joy Operations, number five. All New Firefly, number two. I think we're getting near the end here, Phil. <laughs> Stranger Things, number one. That. Beyond the Beyond, number one from Scout Comics. And I think that is it. Sounds that like a decent it. week. Yeah, I am at seven. I didn't with keep eight with patch with Wolverine. Patch. <laughs> I didn't keep track, but my guess is I'm at 10 or 11. Um, <sighs> is this the week that the more David Mack variants come out of something's killing the children as well? Or is that next week? I do not see that on here on my new. Re- I don't think this app I'm using has that on there. Gotcha. League of comic geeks. Yeah. That usually has those on there. Cause that's where I saw them coming. Oh yeah. Did not see that on there. So maybe next week we'll have to wait and see because I believe next week is. The, the return. Issue. Yeah, the return. Yeah, it is. Number 21 is next week. I got to take next week off. <laughs> it's a, it's a event, 100%. I, I'll be at the comic shop as soon as it opens to get that. And did the you, 46 variants that they have. Did you add it to your pull list? Not yet. What's wrong with you, man? You can do that from the app. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to do that. What app are you using? I think it's Leah like Comic Geeks. Let's see. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, you can add your pull list stuff from there. That's why I started using this, and yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, it's cool. If Check out, uh, I guess you got to go to your comic shop, ask them if they use this app, because they sync up to it, and then they grab your books for you, which, mm-hmm. is, which is neat. So see if your comic shop can use that. And uh, as always, thank you again for your support and for listening to our dumb little show here. <laughs> Please uh, leave us feedback if you like the show. If you don't, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, Message also- me directly if you don't. I'll read that stuff on the air. <laughs> and also, yeah, just let us know what books you're reading, you know, past and, and present, and we will uh, have discussions about them. So hope everybody's doing well, and we'll talk soon. Take care, Bye, guys. everyone. <laughs>